Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to Monday, September 25th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we've got some fun stuff to talk about today. And I think we'll start off with Wonder Woman's box office performance for maybe the last time as it's out on Blu-ray and DVD and other things now. So it's basically winding down. It's still playing in a few countries, so it still might make a little bit more cash. But for the most part, it is done. So we'll just talk about some of the final milestones it hit. And it's pretty impressive, as you know. So domestically, looks like it's going to end over $411.6 million which would put it as the number five comic book movie of all time, the number one superhero origin film of all time, the number 20 film domestically ever, the number four based on an action heroine, and that's just behind the last two Star Wars films. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the Hunger Games, I think. And it's crushed, absolutely, the number one World War I film of all time. That's the domestic totals right there. Kind of impressive. Yeah, very, very impressive. Uh, that number one superhero origin film, I think that is the most impressive out of those different accolades. That's that's really good. Yeah, I agree. And number five comic book movie of all time behind just the two Avengers films and the two Dark Knight films. Yeah. That's pretty insane that's as not, well. That's not yeah. bad either. <laughs> also, all of the other ones are just <laughs> impressive as well. But yeah. Uh, um, now, worldwide, it's at $819.5 million, which would make it the number 64 film all time number 12 superhero film and the number two superhero origin film it needs about two million and if it can do that it will pass the original spider-man to be the number one superhero origin film worldwide so again impressive numbers yeah and what's what's also interesting obviously financially it did well it also had great buzz and everything so box office pro did a recap of summer films and talked about what was the most influential and the first one they talked about was wonder woman so it had not only did it make a lot of money, it was the number one film domestically at the box office. It also had the most tweets and most likes during release week and yeah. the third largest opening weekend of summer films. So basically this is just saying it made it a massive imprint, you know, and it mentions that statistically speaking, other than the obvious uh, impact that we know of. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great to see how many people got excited about this film along with us who were going to get excited about it probably either way. But it's. I think. I think it did really do a great job of kind of bringing some of the people who aren't necessarily what you normal comic book movie fans and getting them interested in this genre and getting them started into the DC universe. Yeah, and ho- great sign just for Wonder Woman as a franchise and for the DCEU as a whole. Talked a little bit about Justice League's potential box office over the weekend, so um, hopefully it means good things, continued good things in the future. Definitely. Um, moving on to TV. We've had a bunch of news come out about the crossover that is going to happen on the DCCW shows. And so we have quite a few things to talk about. But I guess right off the bat, it's going to be called Crisis on Earth X. And it's going to be the four-part crossover. Um, And kind of that name, uh, accompanying that name is a pretty cool-looking poster, comic book cover-looking thing done by by Phil Jimenez as an homage from Justice League number 207 and some of the other crossovers and stuff. But just right off the bat, Tom, what did you think of this poster? The poster was fantastic, and it's definitely very much like Justice League number 207. Like, he even matches up 
like up in the upper, upper right hand corner is wild dog and that's matched up because in the on the comic dr fate has a helmet he he does he like matches up hairdos right throughout <laughs> like who's hairdo who's wearing a mask it's so it's definitely an homage to that and it also you know there was a lot of the crossovers at those times the jla and, and jsa crossovers they always they had some of those interiors too not just covers but some of the interiors they would say here's who's in it so they would have the the sort of profiles pictures of each of them just so you knew who was in it especially when you're dealing with a multiverse it can get confusing to keep okay which wonder woman is that <laughs> right it's the earth two one and, and that stuff so awesome poster and this is just seeing this was i don't know maybe the coolest thing ever <laughs> from the dccw like yeah like the most exciting thing by far uh in terms of hype like can't really it's sort of the crossovers are sort of a culmination of everything coming together with this massive universe and multiverse. And so it was just really exciting to see that. And I was pretty excited for that. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think uh, quite possibly one of the most exciting things ever to come out of this is a good statement to put forward regarding this poster and regarding this idea of a crossover. I, I don't know. This is, this is way, if I'm honest, this is way cooler than I thought anything they were going to do this year with the crossover was. I mean, I was looking forward to the crossover and I'm sure they were going to do something cool, I wasn't expecting it to be this cool. So it this looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's very ambitious <laughs> and you know, it's going to be tough to to pull off right this um but with so many characters, luckily with it being a TV show, you don't need to spend a bunch of time with each character. You can just sort of touch on them, see that they're there. And so as part of the season. So yeah, I, it's definitely ambitious and I'm pretty hyped. So yeah. we see a lot of characters but there are some missing in particular there you know we don't see citizen steel i'm gonna call him citizen steel and not steel yeah (laughs) because i I don't i I like john henry irons um we don't see martian manhunter we don't see kid flash um you know there's some other characters that are missing there so we did get some details about that um one thing that i did think was interesting it looks like we get to see leonard snart kind of hidden in the corner there uh, maybe that's a key to how he comes back. It looks like it might be Citizen Cold, which we have already recorded all our DCCW crossovers or previews for the season. And yeah. I know Travis Hines specifically mentioned Citizen Cold as a prediction. It looks like he might be right. And now yeah. it's going to come out after this news and it's going to look like, just, <laughs> you know, he's just copying that. But it's, um, it's one of the dangers of recording early. But yeah, um, lots of cool characters here. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also got some details and potentially some spoilers from Entertainment Weekly. So if you don't want to know anything at all about the about the crossover, you probably shouldn't even look at this cover if you don't right. want to know anything about it because it definitely gives something away. Um, but we'll go ahead and get into that. So as you can tell from the cover, Barry and Iris are getting married. You can see them doing that on the cover. Uh, so Bar- Barry and Iris's wedding kind of brings everyone together, all these heroes. They obviously are all friends and you know, kind of a family, basically, and it brings them together. But then villains from Earth X crash the party, Overgirl, Evil Flash, and Green Arrow, and more. And so if you, Earth X, if you're unfamiliar with, we talked a little bit before, they're doing the the animated show Freedom Fighters, The Ray, and Earth X is where that takes place, and it's where Nazis won World War II, and they actually took over america and there's like these evil versions of these characters you know like the flash supergirl and green arrow yeah and what's funny i think in the original supergirl flash episode that was a crossover back yep. in season one of supergirl i think they mentioned there was a an earth where the nazis won 
yeah they did uh world war Two. so i i which is just funny that they i i think i don't think they were planning this far ahead yeah necessarily but it was sort of a happy accident um yeah I, that makes sense so super only super for only supergirl to be there so it looks like we're not going to get a ton of the other mm-hmm. supergirl team or else maybe they'll join later but um that makes sense for her to be over there so that a waste a story reason for them to uh not be there and this just reminds me of those classic jla jsa comics where it's just something some ridiculous reason to get them together at the start and then something horrible happens in right. this case it would be barry and iris's wedding and then something horrible happens uh yeah i'm pretty excited about that yeah and i think i think it's a really really smart idea to to have them come from earth x and to bring in the ray just because it's great I, I, I won't call it free promotion but it's great promotion for this new animated series that they have coming out that let's be honest most people probably don't know about aren't that interested in but this is definitely something that will get them pique their interest and get them a little like taste of earth x and this uh this new character the ray i'm definitely more more interested in that series now i will exactly. say and I, I do think it's smart and i don't it's probably not necessary for people who just watch the live action stuff i'm I'm sort of looking at the ray as probably sort of almost like a prequel comic to a movie or a tv show right. where you if you want extra bit of world building you can get it from there but it's probably not necessary um but if you're a hardcore fan then you definitely want to see it yeah, so Russell Tovey, who is going to voice the Ray on that animated series, is also going to play him in live action. So we're going to get to see him in this crossover. Um, I'm excited to see what what they do with him in live action, see his costume and whatnot. That's going to be tricky to see how it transfers because right. from the the little tra- the little trailer we've seen so far from the Ray, it's a you know it's a massive ambitious world, right? So. I don't know if we're going to visit Earth X at all, or if the if it's just going to be set on uh, the main Earth and the Earth X villains go there, or if they go back and forth. But either way, I'm uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things you can do there. But the whole concept kind of I don't think this is a crisis like the modern day DC Comics crisis that we yeah. think of. You know, the connotation that word has. It's more of sort of the old classic, the classic, the crisis on multiple Earths and and those sort of things. It actually reminds me. It probably might be a lot like the animated justice league crisis on two earths where in that lex Luthor from a number another earth comes over to the main earth and he's actually a hero who is a member of the justice league and he wants to help saving you know the the bad guys who are ultraman and evil versions of all the justice league so i could definitely see it being something like that and maybe citizen cold coming over is that good guy maybe uh the ray just does it um but yeah. I could definitely see it being something like that. And it, it leaves for a lot of intriguing potential storylines. Yeah. And Stephen Amell also, he was, I think it was at the Salt Lake City Comic Con where they, he was talking about this and he said <clears throat> that this crossover is going to be more like a four hour movie than four separate episodes. And the, like, you're not going to be watching Supergirl and be like, okay, well, this is the Supergirl part of the story. And then this is this part of the story. It's just like, this is one part of the story. And I think, both of us maybe thought that was one of the weaker points of the last crossover where the different episodes were more self-contained. They weren't really a big story arc. Like you didn't have to watch them all if you didn't want to. So I'm hoping this is, this is a little different and more like just one big movie. Yeah. It's a tricky balancing act because you want it to be, make sense for the people who just want one, watch one show 
and still feel like, you know, an episode of Arrow or Legends or, you know, when that episode is up. But you also, if you watch all of them and you, you want to see the whole thing as one part, you want it to feel more cohesive. Um, but if it is, if it's going to be like a four hour movie just with over an hour of commercials. Right. Yeah. So it'll be like a three hour movie. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited for it. However, they handle it. And yeah, it's uh, definitely something to look forward to in late November. Yeah, it's actually really close. It's closer than I thought it would be. Yeah, we're just over two months away and they've, they've started actually production on it. So they're, yeah. they're actually filming this right now. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.